0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church sermon of the week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Uh, I want you to go to John, John chapter two today. I'm going to. uh, This is not going to be your typical Mother's Day uh, uh, message, even though it is a Mother's Day message. It's not typical. You know, I heard a preacher one time tell me he said it really don't matter. You know, if somebody invites you to preach somewhere on a topic, as long as you mention that topic somewhere, you're good. And so as long as I mention a mama somewhere, I'm good. Everybody shout amen. So John chapter 2, and we're going to begin reading in verse 1 today. Now on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Here I am. All right, we're good, everybody. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they had ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, that's how you, I've said this before, that's how you know he's not from the south. That's how you know Jesus was not from the south. <laughs> Because if he would have called his mama woman, she would have grabbed her. Blah, I'm telling you right now, don't call me woman again. And uh, woman, what 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 does your concern have to do with me? Now listen to this. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, now listen, whatever he says to you, I want you to do it. Now there was city, there, was there uh, six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And, and he said to them, draw some, uh, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast, and they took. Uh, And they took it to the master of the feast. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water out knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out good wine. And when the guests have uh, well drunk, then then the inferior. Now watch this. But you have kept the good wine until now. That's going to hit y'all in a little while. This this beginning of the signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. I'm going to preach a message today called Faith the Showstopper. Faith the Showstopper. And I'm about to lead this congregation here and those of you watching back into your faith yes i am in the name of jesus by god's grace by god's glory and by god's anointing we're gonna get back to the place called faith father god in the name of jesus i thank you for the anointing to preach your word i thank you for the anointing to stand and declare a prophetic utterance into the hearing of your people and lord without you who could lead your people for this is a great people lord your spirit is in them and the blood of your son has washed them and you have declared your word over them and made them clean So today, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. Lord, I pray today, anoint us to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Lord, I send an anointing, not not only over this uh, congregation here, but over the airwaves today, God. Fill every home, Holy Ghost, right now. And Lord, let the angels of God descend and ascend upon us today in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask, let your perfect will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And God will give you the glory for this. We'll give you the praise for it today. And Lord, look upon my availability and not my ability today. Now, in the name of Jesus, I kick doubt out of this place. I kick fear out of this place. I kick unbelief out of this place. And I loose the anointing that causes people to believe for the supernatural. In the name of Jesus, Spirit of God, arrest this place. Arrest the people watching. Don't let them go. Hold them down until they get their faith back in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it. And everybody shout amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap for his word? Ah, You may be seated. Amen. I'm going to just start out kind of giving a little bit of a Theological background to chapter 2, if you will. So just give me a few minutes. The book of John starts out somewhat different than the other three Gospels. Uh, Two of the other Gospels start out bringing significance uh, to the lineage or bringing significance to the deity of Jesus through the lineage of of Jesus. You'll see this in Matthew and in Luke. The book of Mark begins, Mark don't play with you though. He's like, I don't care about the lineage. I don't even really care about none of that. I just want to hop into the miracles. And, and Mark jumps in and he is he's proclaiming Jesus not only as a miracle worker, but the book of Mark proclaims Jesus as the servant of all servants. He, he comes serving the people of God. Uh, Jesus also tells us, he said, whoever among you wants to be the greatest must become the least and the servant to all. That's the word for somebody today. And so, so we realize that, that that's what's happening in the book of Mark. But the book of John is a is a little different in its beginning. It, John also wants to authenticate the deity of Jesus Christ, but instead of using his lineage to do it, he brings us back to the beginning of time. He shows us that Jesus was the word. And he shows us that he was the word at the beginning of time, and therefore he was present at the beginning of time just like he is present right now. I need you to understand that Jesus was not created when he came to the earth. Jesus has always been and Jesus will always be. But Jesus came and was wrapped in flesh when he came to the earth. And in John 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not or did not overcome it and then we move on down to John chapter 1 and verse 14 and it says and the word everybody shout the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth John bore witness of him and cried out saying this was he of whom I said he He who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. John in the inspiration or inspired of the Holy Ghost is letting us know that something completely different has happened. It has never happened before. Not in the eons of time before him and not in the, it is, it has never ever came place on the earth. It has never happened. He is letting us know that there has been a heavenly shift in an earthly realm. He he is letting us know that the God of heaven and earth, the one who rides on ancient skies, the one who was and is and will always be, has wrapped himself in human flesh and has come to live among his creation. Somebody say hallelujah and give him a praise for coming to the earth. The Bible flows from chapter one improving jesus's god in the flesh right into chapter two which is jesus being at a wedding you would think that john has made a mistake and 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 somewhat wandered off from the vein of thought you would think that he has chased a rabbit In his writing, he has just declared of the deity of Jesus. He has just declared how he was in the beginning and how he was wrapped in flesh and now how he has dwelt among us in his glory. And the next thing you read, Jesus is at a wedding. Oh, we're going to take our time and get here right now. Uh, John is showing us that not only has everything changed with God, Become, becoming a man, but he is letting us know that God has changed the way man accesses God. This was not a religious event. This wedding was not a religious event. This was not a religious service. This was not a church service. I would even argue to the point that Jesus didn't show up to this wedding with the intention of performing any miracle. Jesus just showed up to hang out. I believe this is proved because when Mary comes to him, he says, woman, this ain't my issue. And he says, my time has not yet come. Somebody shout preach. But when faith showed up, everything began to change. God is not only showing us the change in heaven where he has come from heaven and put on flesh he is not only showing us the change in the earthly realm where literally the creator is now living among his creation but he is showing us that man now has the ability through faith to manifest miracles from heaven and watch them come to pass on earth he is showing us that the blood of animals and goats and bulls could not move him anymore but if you wanna move the God of heaven, it's going to take your faith. Can we talk for a minute? Hallelujah. You see, without the, you see, listen, without this miracle, this is just another wedding. You would never have read about it in the Bible. But because uh, because of the miracle, we now read about it over 2,000 years later. Not only do we read about it, but it's known as the first public miracle Jesus does in his earthly ministry. In church, there have been many great sermons and messages on the significance of this miracle. Many men and women of God have stood up and preached not only of the significance of it but they have preached why he turned water into wine i'm not here to preach that message today i'm here to preach about the act that called a miracle out of the son of god at a place where he did not even plan on showing up with a miracle you have the ability that's called faith to get the attention of god and shift something you have the ability called faith That has the moment and the chance and the ability to stop the whole show. Ah, We're going to go somewhere here today. I'm here to direct your attention. Not as much as why he turned the water into wine. I'm here to direct your attention in the act of faith that caused him. To turn the water into wine. I'm here to preach about the showstopper. Those of you in Facebook land, those of you on YouTube, I want you to comment, faith is the showstopper. I'm here to preach about the act that caused him to take, watch this now, that caused him to take the spotlight in a time that was not his. It was not even his time. He was not to be the spotlight. But because somebody had faith, God showed up in a room and faith showed up in the room. And when faith and God shows up in the room at the same time, a miracle breaks out. He'll stop the whole show. Jesus said, I just came to watch them get married, but somebody showed up with enough faith to draw something out of me. And since it got drawn out, I know that's not good English, but let me say it anyway. Since it got drawn out of him, I want you to know that all of a sudden he became the spotlight. He became the highlight of the whole wedding. And now, audible thank you, Holy Ghost. i'm here to preach about the substance of things hoped for now i know you ain't heard it in a while But I'm going to preach it, hallelujah, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that have yet not been seen. Oh, well, you don't, Pastor, don't you know what's going on? I'm telling you, God ain't asked nobody about what's going on. God's asking the church, do you still believe that I am who I said I am? Do you still believe I can do what I say I can do? Do you think I've changed? I am the Lord thy God. I changeth not. I'm here to tell somebody watching today. You know, it was just two and a half months ago you was running around here talking about God can do anything. Where's he at now? Has he changed? Then who has?? Glory be to God. I'm here to preach about what's causing people to flourish and prosper in a time when everything else seems to be going down. I'm going to give a dance for myself right there. You want to know why? because I've been flourishing more since January than I've ever flourished in my life. I've been prospering more since January. I know y'all gonna hate on me, but I've been prospering more since January than I've ever prospered in my life. I ain't asking anybody about Corona. I ain't asking what the government's gonna do. I'm a part of a kingdom that don't have to ask nobody. He said, bring all the tithe and offering into my house and I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a it I ain't asking nobody. Somebody get enough faith to access heaven and let the shine show up. That's <laughs> nobody. I'm here to preach about what's causing people not to live in fear when everyone else is around them screaming fear. I'm here to preach about what's causing people to walk in protection and healing when everything else around them is sick, dead, and has calamity. I'm here to preach about the showstopper called faith. I'm telling you, when faith in God shows up in the same room, he'll stop the whole show. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, you're just being insensitive. No, I'm preaching the Jesus of the Bible. If you want me to preach a different Jesus, you've got the wrong church. I preach a Jesus of the Bible that says if there's any sick among us, let them call for the elders of the church, anoint their heads with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and I'll bring them up. I preach the Jesus of the Bible. This is the Jesus I preach. I don't know of another Jesus. If there is another Jesus, he is not the son of the living God. He is not the lamb of God. He is not the Messiah, and he sure ain't the deliverer. Faith is a showstopper. (laughs) It'll show up in a wedding and stop the whole wedding. It'll show up in a funeral and stop the whole funeral. It'll show up in the corona and stop the whole corona. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Faith is a showstopper because regardless of where you're at, it takes the main event. It is the main event. It is the main attraction. Now, most weddings nowadays, nowadays are pretty much predictable. Y'all, y'all know that. You, they're pretty much predictable. At least the American weddings are. If you've been to quite a few weddings, you can pretty much say what is about to happen. Uh, this is true for a few exceptions, uh, except for the drunk relative. <laughs> How many doesn't seen the drunk relative show up? Don't put your hands up. Just keep them down. They might be watching. They need to get saved. This is true, except for the drunk relative that shows up and acts like he's out dancing everybody, and they want to fight somebody. Come on. Son. Amen. <laughs> This is true on occasions. I mean, on occasions you might have the the ex-girlfriend or boyfriend show up and and, and, and wants to, uh, you know, show everybody that they do not approve of who's getting married here. Uh, this, This is true except for when someone's maybe been unfaithful prior to the wedding, and then here comes this person who was in secret and now wants to let everybody know they ain't who you think they are. Uh, this, it, it, but most of the time, the weddings are, are pretty much predictable. Uh, I, I said all that so, so that you will allow me to take you to a place in our text today. I, I want to put you on the scene, if you will. Jesus and his family have been invited to a wedding. This is not, this is not an American wedding. This is a Jewish wedding. A Jewish wedding, uh, uh, at night and day difference, they're, they're, they're different from American weddings. American wedding, with the reception, might last two or three hours. Jewish weddings last days. They'll get to parlaying and, not, and forget they're supposed to stop. Uh, they have the potential of going on for several days in a row. And even though they last longer and are a lot more festive and ceremonial than an American wedding. Uh, but you could still pretty much predict what is about to happen next. All all these people were present and have witnessed the bride and groom get married. Now it's time for the festivities and, and all of the celebrations that come with it for this, this whole night. And The whole night the bride and groom are, are the focus of attention. I, I need you to grab that now. The whole night. The bride and groom are the focus of attention. They are the ones that everybody is watching. They, they are the ones that the folk are back there. me I didn't think they were. He was ever going to get married. I'm glad that she she finally seen something in him. And and somebody's over there talking about. Well, I don't. She she you know she. Uh, I'm I'm glad that he married her because I didn't think anybody's going to take her anyway. And, and so they you know they are the focus of the tent of attention. Everybody is is watching them and everything is going just as planned. Everything is going normal. The bride was dancing. Now I'm going to bring you into an American wedding a little bit. The bride was dancing with with her dad and the groom was dancing with his mom and now it's time for them to to, to, to dance together and everybody's having fun and all of a sudden there's a great commotion. There's a great commotion happening in the kitchen and they're wondering wondering did the caterers lose their mind and they're wondering did the people forget that we're having us a nice little wedding right here. There's a great commotion happening and it's spilling out of the kitchen and getting everyone's attention and now everyone is asking what has happened and once they find out that Jesus has turned water into wine once they find out about this miracle he has performed it shifts the focus of the whole party from the bride and groom to what Jesus has done pastor what are you trying to say I'm telling you that when faith showed up in the same room with God it stopped the whole show and became the main attraction when faith reached out and touched God. It changed the whole outcome of the party from natural to supernatural. In other words, the guests showed up for one thing, but they left having another thing. When was the last time somebody showed up in your life for one thing? But because faith touched God, they left your life with another thing. When was the last time? They showed up for one thing. But because faith showed up, they left with another thing. Right now, if the wedding was pretty predictable, right now there are many things predicting the outcome of your life. There are many voices predicting what tomorrow holds for you. There are many media outlets predicting what your future holds. And much of the body of Christ has bought into this nonsense. It is exactly what it is. Nonsense. I came to remind you today, church, that you have something that'll stop the whole show. I came to remind you today that you have something that will literally take what's in heaven and manifest it on the earth. You have something that will cause the predictable to become unpredictable. And the impossible to become possible. I'm talking about the showstopper called faith. Oh, glory. Can we give the Lord a hand clap right now? Now this is, I'm going to try to. Just bring this point home because I I rushed through that a little bit. Thank you, sir. I rushed through that today so I could really put my anchor out on this one. When faith showed up, it's not about what you see. It's about what he says. I want to ask the body of Christ and Abundant Life Church and those of you watching, when was the last time you got a word from God? Everybody else has a word. Yes, sir. The whole body of Christ moving with the words of men. Have you stopped and said, Lord, what do you have to say? I know, I know the, the repercussions of preaching a message like this in a time like this. But it hasn't changed what God has to say. It hasn't changed what the Lord has to say right now. Mary tells the people at the wedding party, whatever, here we go now. I know it's simple, but this is a word for some of you. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it. Church of America. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it. Well, Pastor, but uh-uh. Whatever he says, do it. In other words, don't question him, don't doubt him. It may seem crazy, it may seem far-fetched, but whatever he says, do it. He answered and said to them, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Some of you are living on man's word, living on man's bread, living on the world's bread, but when's the last time you got a word from the mouth of God and walked in that word? Hallelujah. Right now, the body of Christ has a hearing problem. It isn't that we can't hear. It isn't that the volume of the one speaking isn't loud enough. The hearing problem that the church has right now is that our ears have been tuned to a different sound. Our ears have been adjusted to hear A different voice it is not the voice of faith it is not the voice of victory unfortunately much of the body of Christ has adjusted their hearing to hear here we go now pick your feet up to hear the voice of fear So much so that the more some of you hear it, the more comfortable you're feeling. That's it. That is the elephant in the room right now. That is the elephant over Facebook land right now. The more fear you feed me, the more comfortable I feel. I posted something on Facebook uh, either Thursday or Friday. I said the body of Christ was never created to lead the charge of fear. We were created to lead the charge of faith. And if you want to know where God is, he is when we walk in faith, not fear. And my God, if it's the last thing the Lord does through me, we're going to kick fear right up out of the church and let God be true and let every man be a liar. Shut up Osaka. Mm. It is not the voice of faith. The church, listen to this. If you're going to write anything down, write this down. The church has become desensitized to the voice of fear what are you talking about desensitized you know when you hear something over over a period of time first time you heard it it alarmed you 10th time you heard it it stirred you 20th time you heard it I ain't real cool with that but the 30th time you heard it now it's a part of you desensitized I grew up around the train tracks how many grew up around the train tracks I grew up around the train tracks. People could come over to my house. They couldn't sleep all night. I was sleeping like a baby. I ain't even here to train. It didn't matter. I grew up around the train tracks. Then when I got married, we moved out to the lake. I was gone from the train for about 15 years. Came back to God's country. The train track is about a half a mile away as the crow flies, I think. Maybe a little more, probably a little more. Maybe a mile. But for the first couple months, I heard that every time the train came by. But now, I don't hear the train no more. I have become desensitized to the sound of the train. I want to know how some of you are not alarmed at what you're hearing anymore. I want to know why people pump fear in you all day long, and it does not bother you. I want to know why you have locked yourselves up and have not walked in faith any? You can't hear the train no more. I want to see signs and wonders. I want to see miracles. Pastor, we need prayer men. We need miracles. Where are you at? Where's your faith? Where is your faith? Now, I, I, I about have my son bring his beats today. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's headphones. So, let let, 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 me, let me talk nineties language. I'm going to talk headphones, okay? So, had to bring everybody to the same circle of hearing. But. Let's say you got some new headphones for your birthday and you put them, you put them on and, and you, uh, you turn the volume all the way up and you put them on your, your ears. Now, the first time you put those headphones on, you can't hardly stand it. You wouldn't even be able to hardly wear them, right? They're, they're hurting your ears. But if you continue to keep them there and just press through that pain for a little while, the volume will then become, it might take days. I don't know how long it would become. I ain't going to try it. But it, it, it may take days. But after a while, you will become used to the volume. What once hurt you has now become normal. Now, you need to understand that your ears did not adjust to the volume. What happened is you damaged your hearing. So that it could adjust to the sound that you're hearing and the damage is permanent So that you can continue To hear at the uh, hear the music at the volume you want to hear it at The problem is not while you're listening with the headphones on the problem is when you take the headphones off Now you can't hear what other people are saying at a normal volume Right now, the church has headphones on, and it's pumping fear into their life and what you don't understand is it's permanently damaging your hearing so when you take the headphones off you can't hear the still small whisper of the voice of God that brings faith into your life I tell you get the headphones off of your head and get back in the Bible and let God begin to pump faith back into your life again hallelujah I'm talking about putting letting God say something to you right now the church is walking around with these headphones on and they're allowing their hearing to adjust and adapt to what's coming through the headphones yeah but pastor I I, I, I post videos every day talking about the Lord. The Bible said, "The Bible does not say faith." Listen now, faith. Faith without words is dead. It says, "Faith without." Pastor, what does that have to do with the text today? They showed up and said, "Jesus, we're out of wine." Watch this now. The wine has run out. At that moment, faith showed up in the room and said, whatever he says, do it. If you will adjust your hearing to what he said, here we go now, then you're going to see the miracles that he can perform. Mary had faith for Jesus to speak, but the people that brought that that, that she brought to Jesus to bring to, to, to pour the water in the vessels, they had to have faith in what Jesus said. How? Watch this. How did they have faith to go take empty water pots and fill them with water and believe for it to turn into wine? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And John said, Jesus is the Word. Therefore, when he spoke, the word came to them. Faith rose in them, and they said, I don't. Know so how stupid it may sound I really don't care the word has said it I'm getting my empty water pots I'm putting water in them and somehow wine's gonna come out can we talk for a minute if they had watch this if they had not had an ear to hear what he was saying they would not have received the faith for from the one to receive or from, from Jesus to receive a miracle If their hearing would have been adjusted to a different voice, they would have never listened and received their miracle. It didn't matter how much Jesus was talking, they would have never received it. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That's it. Now, can I get real with you? Can I get like around the family table real? if we continue to listen to the wrong voice it won't be long before we come to Jesus and say Lord the wine has run out I'm not talking about the junk you drink I'm talking about the moving of the spirit study it that's what he's talking about but when when Jesus does the miracle of new wine he's talking about a new move of the kingdom of God We're going to come to Jesus and say, Lord, the the services are dry. Here we go. Lord, I'm dry. I need new wine. Watch this. I'm concerned about two things. One is that our hearing will become so damaged uh, by all the other voices, even when he tells us what to do to get new wine, we won't be able to hear the voice of faith. We will be so accustomed to fear and complacency that the voice of faith will become foreign to a 21st century Christianity. Did you hear me? The 21st 21st century Christianity is preaching a different Jesus than what this Bible preaches. That's it. It's a different Jesus. Well, Pastor, you're not, you're, you're, you're out of touch with the time, but I'm in touch with the Bible. So which one you want to be in touch with? It's preaching a different Jesus. My second concern is that we will hear what he told us to do. Watch this. I'm sorry. Let me move back to that point right there. We can't hear what he says for us to do, so therefore when we are asking for new wine, he's given us the instructions, but we have a but at the end of it. We're so so tuned into the voice of fear, we give Jesus all the reasons why we can't do it. Lord, I can't get back in church because of what's going on. You know, this corona stuff. Pastor, how dare you say that right now? I'm preaching the Jesus of the Bible. That's it. Listen, I know you might get upset with me out there. I'm preaching this Jesus. Now, if you want another Jesus, you're going to have to go to another channel. And they'll probably give it to you. But I can't. I have to stand before God. And your blood ain't going to be on my hands. Lord, I can't start back tithing because of, you know, everything going on right now. I don't know what tomorrow holds. Lord, I can't start back serving because you know with everything going on, I don't really want to put myself out there. And when he told us to go get empty water pots, we made excuses of why we could not get them and fill them. This is it. Church of America. This is it. Do you know the time in which we stand? We're at a wedding. THE WINE IS RUNNING OUT. And Jesus is saying, okay, this is what I need you to do. Go lay hands on the sick and I'll raise them up. Go preach the gospel and I'll save people. Go out and be bold as a lion and I'll turn around and show your, show miracles. Go out and t- testify that I have not changed. No matter what else they see, I have not changed. Go out and testify that I am the only t- way, the truth, and the life and no man goes unto the Father except through me. Go out and be faith filled and not be fear filled. Don't you speak fear, but you speak faith. Go out and do this. Go out and do that yeah but God he said if you keep putting your butts the wine's gonna run out and there ain't gonna be nothing left in the pots but if you'll rise up church I'll begin to pour some oil I'll begin to pour some wine I'll begin to fill every pot you bring me I'll begin to fill it to the brim and when they drink of it they'll say you have kept the best move of God until now hallelujah Hallelujah. You have kept the best move of God until now. You've kept the best outpouring of Pentecost until now. Hallelujah. This is what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying to tell us. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's my second, my second concern is that even when we hear what he says, we'll be so accustomed to hearing something else then will make an excuse. Jesus did not say. Now hear me. Hear me clearly. I'm going to explain it and then I'm done. Jesus did not say. When the son of man comes back. Will he really find wisdom on the earth? Jesus did not say. When the Son of Man comes back, will he, will he really find reason on the earth? And I say this for lack of better words. Here we go. For lack of better words. But Jesus' concern was, when the Son of Man comes back, will he really find faith? In other words, when, 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 it's, when it's almost time for me to come get my church... One of the things that will be the most rare is faith. And he says, it is impossible to please him without faith. You give a million dollars to the hungry, if it was without faith, it didn't even turn his eye. Sing and make and turn around and make a hundred songs that glorify the Lord, but if it was without faith, then please Him none. Have we forgotten that he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him? Yeah, but Pastor, no, 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 there is no but without faith and faith is not proven in words F- here we go now this is, this, is, this is a statement that really is contrary to the 21st century preaching faith is not proven in words it is proven by works there you go pastor how can you be so Uncaring. Do you think that I'm standing up here preaching because I don't care? Preaching this word, this has the ability for half this church to leave and not come back. This is probably one of the most offensive words I could probably preach in a time like this. And you think it's because I don't care? I tell you it's the other way around. It's because I do care. And the ones that stand out there and feed you fear and not faith, they don't care. What did Jesus come preaching? He said, unless you believe, we will not be born again. Unless a man is born of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Oh, I'm so happy to see some of you. There's some of you, I ain't going to call your names out, but I've been praying for you specifically by name. I was concerned about some of you. I'm being honest. I'd almost rather go get you out of a, out of a bar and beat you up in the parking lot than you give in to fear because fear has no place to stop. Fear will not stop. It will not quit until it owns you and destroys you. At least when you you drink enough alcohol, you just pass on out. We'll come get you. You just keep feeding. And fear keeps holding. And before you know it, here it is, and then, Lord willing, I'm done. Before you know it, When you do open this Bible, you see it through the lens of fear. And therefore, you know what the Bible says? When they did not see it through the eyes of faith, it said it was unprofitable to them. It profited them nothing. He said this same gospel was preached to the children of Israel. It's in Hebrews. It's in your Bible. He said, but because they could, they would not receive it by faith. It profited them nothing. The church has a decision to make. I'm just being honest. I prophesied three years ago there would be a dividing line, not between light and darkness, but there would be a dividing line in the kingdom. I stood up here and prophesied it. I had no idea. I thought it would be between worldliness and, and those who walked in holiness. I had no idea it would, be, it would be between fear and faith. None. I had no idea. But that is the drawing line right now, church. And if you could please God by fear, then I'd stand up here and preach it. But you can't. It's impossible. Put up Hebrews eleven six. Let them see it for themselves. Then I'm done. Hebrews 11:6. This is strong wording. I had no idea. I was. I know it's Mother's Day. Without faith, it is. God said there ain't no way around this. No way around it. Yeah but pastor you don't understand the world I live in. No 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 no. I'm not trying to be arrogant or prideful. I'm trying to say has your world changed this or has this changed your world? That's that's it. Here we are. I don't know about you. but this had to change my world because my world was messed up and you know the same word that changed your world is the same word that can change it right now here it is here it is glory be to God glory be to God Somebody shout glory be to God shout it again Shout it again now give him praise in the house of the Lord right now Hallelujah Jesus There's there's this woman Stay with me out there. I don't know probably lost half of you. I hope I had stay with me out there I'm just about done Jesus There's this woman and she's been bleeding for 12 years. They told her to quarantine. Let me, can I use my word? Quarantine. K A R N N T E E N. Quarantine. They told her to quarantine herself. They told her don't come outside How dare her try to touch somebody with the power of God They told her she could go shop for groceries They told her she could go to the lumber supply They told her she could go to work But something's wrong with the church. Don't dare go to church. I got to get to Jesus. They told me. I felt the glory just walking. They told me he's coming by. And I'm going to get on my knees because these folk are going to try to stop me. And I'm going to push this one out. of. But if I can just touch. The hem of his garment. I'll be made whole. Who touched me? His security guy said, Jesus, please forgive us. You see all this crowd? We can't keep people from touching. They're wanting to mob you and and trample you, but we can't keep. Somebody's going to. He said, no, no, y'all don't even get what I'm saying. Who touched me with faith? Who dared come outside of their house and say, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who dared do it? Somebody touched me and brought virtue out of me. She said, Lord, they told me. They told me. They told me not to. but I've been this way so long forgive me daughter your faith your faith has made you whole go in peace Come on, stand up all over there. I feel the glory walk in the room. I asked the Holy Ghost today. I said, Lord, would you restore faith? I'm not not just talking about for saved people. I'm not just talking about for those of you that have been walking with God. I'm talking about there's some people in here. You came because mama bribed you. mama, mama, Mama begged you. You came today and you have not had faith. You ain't been walking with the Lord. You ain't been living in obedience with God. But I've asked the Holy Ghost, would you restore faith today? Restored in the people of God. Restored in the backslider. Restored in the prodigal son. Restored in the prodigal daughter. Holy Ghost, get them! I pray and arrest them. Let them see you ain't changed, daughter. Your faith has made you whole, son. Your faith has made you whole. There ain't nothing wrong with the church. There's something wrong with the world. The good news is this, church, we are the answer. We are the answer. We have the answer. Get full of faith. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Church, this is our finest hour. My God, this is our finest hour. What if this place became the place where they brought the Rona victims and they got healed? They'd be lining up from here to Stockbridge to get in this house. This is my God, church. And they brought them all. They brought all the sick, all the possessed, all those who are oppressed of devils, and he healed them all. This is our God. And me, nor you, nor them have changed him. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a prayer, and nobody's changed our God. Nobody's changed our God. He's still the miracle worker, Brother Jeremiah. He's still, he's still miracle worker. I refuse to serve a scared God. God wasn't scared when he saved me. He, I'm telling you, man, When God saved me, he came in like a champion. Who dare hold my son? Take your hands off of him. He's mine. Who dare keep him chained? Who dare defy my call on his life? He came in like a champion. He ain't changed. He's still the same God. And I stand up, and by God's grace, I declare that the name of Jesus be greater than anything greater than any name, greater than any virus, greater than any sickness, greater than any disease, greater than any sin, greater than any darkness, greater than any demonic chain, greater than any demon, greater than any principality, greater than any power, greater than any municipality, greater than any government, greater than any entity, at the name of Jesus, they all shall bow they all bow this is what I'm talking about come on let's get back to who we were created to be this is who we were created to be Then, in the face of opposition our finest hour comes Peter and John don't you dare preach about it. He said, I can't help but preach about what I have seen and what I have heard. I can't help it. They said, if you do it again, I'll drag you out here and beat you. He said, you do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him a praise that opens the heavens right now, Hallelujah! We will serve the Lord. We're gonna serve Him, and we're gonna serve Him with all we got. Somebody asked me, "Why are you so? Why are you, Why are you so uh, boisterous? Why are you so on the edge? You should have seen me before God." I promoted Satan's kingdom. I feel like I was probably one of his finest soldiers. That's why he hates me. How dare I give God anything less? How dare I give God anything less? No, I'll give him more. Now, all across this place, bow your heads. I want to ask some people that, and those of you out there watching right now, I'm just about done. Stay with me. I want to ask you, where are you at with God? Where are you at with God? Are you right with the Lord? I mean, really. I'm not asking you, well, I, I think I am. I'm not asking you, well, I, I think I, I got, I, I have this membership, my name on this membership roll. I'm not asking you none of that stuff, because God ain't going to ask you none of that stuff. I'm asking you, where are you at with God right now? Has sin separated you from the Lord? If so, we're calling you home. We're calling you home. No need to stay there. Why stay in a world of fear? Why stay in a world of defeat? Why stay in a world of bondage and darkness? When you have your name written on a chair at the Father's table. Why go eat of the slop when you can break bread with the Father? Today, if you'd say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I'm talking to those of you in in watching and I'm talking to those of you in this auditorium right now pastor would you pray for me just ain't where I need to be with God and I I, I need to I want to I want to repent of some things and and get where I need to be with God would you pray for me pastor if that's you when I say three lift your hand are you ready one two three lift your hand right now I see your hand back there just keep your hand lifted I'm not right where I'm not where I need to be with God (laughs) praise the Lord praise the Lord anybody else right now Come on, I'm about to end, I'm about the end of this time. Those of you on, uh, that are watching right now, just, just put on the chat line. There's somebody who will answer you and pray for you, by the way, right now. I'm not where I need to be with God. Would you please pray for me? I saw the Lord. Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. But can you pray for me today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Right now, I'm going to count to three, and if you need, it may it may be only one, it may be ten. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with the you know, but I, they have to have the lights down because of to 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 have the online viewing quality that we have. I understand that, that's cool. It may be only one, maybe ten. I don't know. The day me and my wife got born again, I don't know if there was anybody else, Brother Kennedy, that came to the altar. I don't know. I wasn't concerned about them. I, I'm not trying to be hateful, but I, but I, I said, Lord, you got to do something for me. So right now, if you, you lifted your hand or you didn't and you needed to, I want to ask you to meet me down here. I want to know, do you have, w- will you make this walk with me down here today and say, Lord, I need you to change my life forever. Are you ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Come on right now. Come on. Church, can you give them a hand? Come on right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on right I'm not where I need to be with God, but I want to be. Come on. There was some more. There was some more. There was some more that lifted your hand. I I just want to know, do you have what it takes to serve the Lord? Come on. Come on. Come on, young man. Come on. Do you have what it takes to serve the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let the church shout and give God a praise in this place right now. Brothers and sisters, thank you. you have, I don't just say thank you to say it, I'm talking about thank you. You felt the conviction of the Holy Ghost and you responded. There's others that should have, but it's okay. We pray that they will. But now this is your moment. And I don't want you to leave until you get your moment. This is your moment. And let God do everything that he has already predestined for this moment to be. I've got a few of my dear brothers and sisters that's going to come and just say a prayer with you. Y'all come, please. The rest of the church, listen, I haven't went over my time. I got 20 or 30 minutes extension from you. I got about eight minutes left. I'm praying that God re- restores your faith. Do you realize you can receive nothing from heaven unless it is by faith? Do you realize the currency? Listen, the currency in heaven is faith. You can't buy nothing. You can't receive anything from heaven unless it's by faith. You can't fear it in, you can't cry it in, you can't do nothing. It is only by faith, church. So we're about to go into a few minutes of worship. And I want you to lift your hands, and then after that, I'm going to say a blessing over you before you leave today. And I'm going to dismiss you at that time. But I'm praying the Lord to do something powerful. Those of you in Facebook land, stay with me. Those of you watching by YouTube, stay with me. We're about to go into a time of worship. And as we worship, the glory of God is going to hit your home. The power of God is going to hit your home. The presence of God is going to hit your home. And so I want you to get ready for that. I want you to believe in that. Because as faith begins to rise, God begins to manifest himself in a powerful way. And so that's what we're believing for today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.